What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the the solid three and what can make them a big three, a question that a subscriber asked. And we're also going to preview tomorrow night's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, so I don't know about you, but, man, these 10 o'clock games, they've been, they've been kicking my, my behind. But, you know, finally we got a game at 8 o'clock, so we'll talk about that later. But uh, we got a question from 202 Heartbreak on Twitter. He says, when would y'all consider calling them big? Uh, because you know we always call them the solid three. But uh, what are your thoughts on the on the the solid three so far this season? What what would it take? What milestones in the season, and what 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 do you want to see from them to for us to finally call them a big three? Um, I think this solid three has played well this year, man. Um, obviously the biggest obstacles are injuries, you know, inconsistency. But I think when they are on the top of the game, they, that's a good core, man. I like what I see. Bradley Bill is settling into a role of scoring, you know, being that score, not having to be that floor general like he was last year, you know, getting back to being scoring Bradley Bill. Uh, with the offense going through coups and KP at times, you know, it's been more fluid. You know, the three of those guys, they've been they've been outstanding. Um, but the slide into big three, man, it's, I think that there's, there's two things, man. One – you know, big three has always been synonymous with championship runs. You know what I mean? If you look at the, in in my lifetime as far as, because, I, you know, I was born 85, man, so I don't remember the Celtics, and y'all, you know, but because, you know, big three's always been around, but not as, you know, kind of put in the public like it is now. But, you know, Miami, you know, when they had Chris Bosh, LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade, that big three had aspirations for championships. So I think down in the NBA, you know, people are too quick to label – a big three on their teams, you know, because to me, it should be synonymous with championships. You know, we called uh, Karan Butler, Antoine Jameson, and uh, Gilbert Arenas a big three, and I and I get that. You know, they, they were all-stars, you know, but if you look at playoff success, you know, they never made it past the second round. So, you know, that's, to me, that, you know, I, I want to see a lot more playoff success before I want to call somebody a big three. So before we call this current core a big three, I, you know, I said it before in the last episode, man, I said it before, um, I want them. I want to succeed. You know, I don't want to play in. You know, I don't want. Nah. I, you know, if if you want to be a big three, if you want to be paid like a big three, because look, they're trying to pay these guys. They try to get in the bag. You know, so if you're gonna ded- dedicate over a hundred million dollars to three guys, they need to be able to perform in the playoffs. And to me, the the measure stick this season for me to call them a big three would be the six seed. You know, you, if you go out and get the six seed and you really try to lease, you know, we're looking at it. The uh, potential matchup could be Philadelphia 76ers. Man, don't don't let it be the sweep. Go in there, get a six seed, and really challenge people in the playoffs. Really set the milestone for a winning organization. So yeah, I mean, to me, that would be the blue, you know, the blueprint for calling this, these guys a big three, not a solid threes. And I want to see how far you can go. Hundred percent. They have to play like they did last night. Um, Kyle Kuzma putting up thirty three. Porzingis putting up twenty eight and twelve. Bradley Bill getting nineteen. 
Uh, and they can take turns. You know, there's some games where Brad will go for 30. There's games where Kuzma will go for 30 or he'll have just 15 and maybe get eight assists or get eight boards. But they all have to contribute to a win. Obviously, they have to stay healthy. Basically, like you said, you, you can't have a big three and not make the playoffs or not make the plan and be the 11th seed or 12th seed. You just can't do that. You have to at least uh, clearly be in the playoffs. Like you brought up big threes. Talk about Miami's big three with LeBron, Bosch, D-Wade. You look at the Celtics with KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. That's a legitimate big three. They won a championship. They went back to the championship as well. They lost to the Lakers, but they, they went to two championships. So those are big threes in my opinion. I get it. You can have um, a legitimate three. That's why I call them solid three. And, and they none of them are making an all-star game this year, which I do think Porzingis possibly could have got a vote as a reserve, maybe Kuzma as a reserve. Bradley Bill couldn't just because he, he missed, you know, a good amount of games this year. Yeah. But they, they have to put it together consistent, consistently. We haven't seen it consistently with these guys. I, I wasn't able really to pull up their record altogether, but I did see uh, some a couple of records with guys who play like Kuzma right, th- right now. He's 19 and 20. The Wizards are 19 and 25 when Kuzma and Porzingis play together. Uh, Bradley Bill has a record of 15 and 15 with, with when he plays with Porzingis this year. Uh, Bradley, Bill, and Kuzma together, they're 17 and 14 together this year. Uh, I want to say in the last 14 games with Brad this year, we're 11 and 3 as well. So Bradley, Bill really has contributed to wins this year. Uh, and he had he's playing some of his best ball this year. You look at his numbers, he's shooting you know 39% from three in February. Porzingis uh, is playing good ball. He leads the league in, in free throws made since uh, since December 28th. Uh, so some, those are some of the numbers that I found uh, just looking around. But uh, in, in the month of February, Porzingis, he's averaging 29 points a game, 8.3 boards, three assists per game. Uh, the pick and roll with Brad and Porzingis is working really well. Porzingis is cutting to the basket. You saw the way he was getting to the basket last night, just rolling to the basket and dunking on Eubanks. Bradley Bill looks athletic and spry. So I think we're finally getting a Bradley Bill that is, is fully healthy. This is the most healthy that I've seen him look really since the first game of the year. He looks really, really settled in, and, and we're getting Bradley Bill. Uh, I know people look at the contract, but right now he's he's playing really good ball. Contract aside, I know it's hard not to think about it, but um, he's he's really contributing to wins right now. He's finding ways to contribute and, and move the ball, get guys open, and they're elevating their teammates too. Uh, you see, you see Gaffer getting open baskets. Um, None is playing well off the bench. Uh, Monte Morris, you know, he's getting some open shots here and there. So. Um, I, I think they're they're also elevating their teammates too. I think when they're making teammates better and just elevating the team, um, and, and they're dominating games. That was the, the game last night was an example of what they should be doing when they're fully healthy. Yeah, last night, man, Kyle Kuzma with that shot. I mean, he was hitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they checked one box already, which is they could play together. You know, they they could feed off each other. You know, they play well together, and that's that's. That's one of the biggest obstacles for putting a big three or a solid three or three dominant guys on the team because usually if you get a team full of guys who are ball dominant, it never works, man. I don't know if you remember on uh, the Lakers when they brought in Carl Malone, uh, Gary Payton that, that one year. And <laughs> yeah. then the biggest thing was everybody knew it was going to fail because we knew that you can't put that many ball dominant guys on the team. But we don't have that, man. Like you said, Bradley Bill, I get it, the contract, I get it. But look, that ship has sailed, man. It is what it is at this point. And he has played well this year. You know, his scoring average is, is where it should be because when you have two guys who can score the way that Kuzma and Przingis can, you're not going to score 30-plus. Uh, so he's right where he should be as far as individual-wise Bradley Bill. So now the, this solid three has played well. But I think the biggest thing to me is next year. You know, how does Tommy respond? How does Tommy build around his team? Because the point guard is is a need. 
Now, I'll say this. Monty Morris has played well. Now, is he that starting guy that going forward that's going to be your franchise point guard? Nah. But he settled into the role that he was given. You know, he it took time to try to get his shot going. And, you know, he's defensively, he has the shortcomings. You know, size, you know, going against bigger guards. But I like from, I like what I see from Monte at point guard. But I, there's going to be a decision next year with the point guards, too. You know, do you keep Monte? Do you keep DeLon? You got Jordan Goodwin. Now you got Kendrick Nunn. I mean, you know, there's – so I think Tommy Shepard, I think that – the spotlight's on him in all season. You know, how do you support this solid three? You know, point guard, three and D wing, you know. And another factor is how many how many bounds does Denny take? Because, you know, we've seen two different Denny's since Rui got traded. We saw Denny who was very confident, very confident, driving the lane, driving the lane with power, shooting confidence, you know, just talking stuff. And then you saw Denny where when he struggles, he's quiet. You know, he's and he's a non-factor. So I want to see more consistency from Denny as far as even when you're struggling, contribute another ways and he does for the most part you know his re- he, he's very solid on the rebound and so yeah long you know long story cut short man for this to be a big three not a solid three yeah we we got to see some success in the playoffs we have to man you know and because the last big three are considered a big three in dc was obviously gilbert arenas and garon butler and antron jameson and like i said they never made it past the second round i think a lot of that had to do with you know being all-stars not so much with playoff success but yeah, really set a mark, man. Try to get that six seed because I think the six seed is attainable. I just I don't like in you know uh, we were talking about the NIT. I don't like the playing, man. It's just I don't like it, man. It's just I want to see my team make the playoffs outright. I think so. Yeah, to me, make the six seed. You'll be you'll be a big three, easy. Yeah, getting to the six seed is definitely going to be tough. Uh, Miami 32 and 32 and 26 Brooklyn's 33 and 24 they're still actually playing pretty well even though they traded KD they're still they're still playing competitive basketball um with Camp Thomas going off and uh Macau Bridges Macau Bridges is with the Nets now um but yeah when they do make the playoffs they can't be gentlemen sweep swept either like they did a couple years ago when they like you said too when they played us if they do get to the sixth seed and play the Sixers or, you know, Milwaukee, they have to put up a fight. Even though Milwaukee right now, they are further ahead than the Wizards for sure. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the Celtics. They have they can't just go in there and be swept and, and expect people to call them a big three. So I, I think they're a solid three uh, for sure. And, and if they keep playing the way they, that they've been playing, um, then, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see, you know, they're going to invest $100 million in the solid three. But if Kuzma plays like that, like he did last night consistently, then – I mean, that's a big case why Tommy Shepard and Ted Leonsis want to bring him back. And it probably is going to be $25 million per year. So, and, and Denny, you know, he's been up and down. He had one great week. We just have to, we want to see him do it against playoff teams and against, against better competition. I don't want to take anything away from him. You know, it was the Rockets that he did it against. I want to say uh, it was the Rockets, uh, the Spurs, two lottery yeah. teams that he had big games against. So I still was very happy with his performance, but I do want to see him do it consistently against, you know, playoff caliber teams. But we're going to get to the preview here and uh, some other numbers about the, the solid three. Um, but before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored and threes drained. Um, tonight, I haven't really looked at the board really for or the slate of NBA games like that, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it right now. Um, the Spurs play at the Hornets. I'll probably take the Hornets money line. Hornets are favored by seven. 
Uh, Cavs, Sixers, I'm going to leave that one alone. Pistons, <laughs> Celtics. Uh, I think that's going to be a blowout. So I'll probably take the spread 11 and a half. I think the Celtics are going to cover that. Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum should be back tonight. And Derek White's supposed to be available to play tonight, too. Uh, Grizzlies versus Jazz. Laurie Markin is questionable. Um, but the Grizzlies, they've been a weird team. I know Steven Adams. So I actually would, I would take the Jazz plus 10 on that one. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than what people think. Colin Sexton has been playing good ball lately as well. Um, so that's the that's the three parlay I would take. And I'd probably take um, the Thunder money line over the Rockets. So that, those are the four games I would look at. Uh, plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Um, so just a couple good numbers before we do get into the preview right now in the month of February. Um, it's been, what, 14 days in February. Today's the 15th. Bradley Bill's averaging 27 points in the month of Febru- February, five assists and uh, three boards, shooting 56% from the field, 39% from the, from the three-point line, and 87% from the free throw line. Porzingis is averaging 29 points per game in, in, uh, in February, uh, eight boards, and three assists. Uh, when actually, Bradley Bill's averaging five assists. He's shooting 60% from the field. Uh, Porzingis is shooting 60% from the field, uh, 50% from three, and 94% from uh, from the free throw line. So Porzingis really is is scorching hot right now. Also giving some uh, love to Kendrick Nunn. In his first 10 games as a wizard, wizard he's averaged 9.4 points per game, 2.8 assists per game, 2.2 rebounds per game, and 39% from the three, and he's a plus 29 on the court. So he has helped. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, I wasn't big on uh, from the trade for Rui, but he's come in and he's really, really uh, made a positive impact. And then looking at the Wizards as a whole right now, they're a top eight team. They're the they're first in the last two weeks in offensive rating. They're number one. The Trailblazers are number two. The Thunder are number three. The Cavs are number four. The Celtics are number five. The Mavs are number six. So the last two weeks in offensive rating, the Wizards are ranked eighth. They did go on that five-game winning streak during the last two weeks, um, and they did just win this game. Uh, putting up a lot of points. So they have been putting up a lot of points. The first quarters have been huge. Porzingis in the first quarter, he's been huge. Um, they've really gotten off the hot starts. They just, you know, lost a couple games. But they had 20-point 20, 20 leads. And right now also Porzingis, um, he's in the 95th percentile in EPM, 62% true shooting, uh, 23 points, points per game this year, eight boards, and one, one and a half blocks per game as well. Um, him and him and Gafford, or I want to say they're like top 10 of blocks per game this year. So they really had – um, a solid year so far protecting the paint. And um, and like I said before, right now, uh, Porzingis is shooting 95.8% from the free throw line since December 28th, which is the best in the NBA. So those are some good numbers. But let's move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, they are in the playoff hunt. They are 31-29. and 29. Uh, They actually made a couple of trades as well. They traded away D'Angelo Russell to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, just put up some numbers for them and looking at the last game, uh, of course, they got Anthony Edwards, Rudy Gobert. Gobert's been in, out, in and out of the lineup. They just beat the Mavericks 124 to 121, um, beating Kyrie Irving and, um, and Luka Doncic. Um, Jaden McDaniels, he's been playing good ball. Gobert had 21. Mike Conley, they, they got him in the trade for D'Angelo Russell. He had 12 points and nine assists. Anthony Edwards had 32 points. Uh, Kyle Anderson had 12. Nas Reed had 10. Uh, Austin Rivers is on the Timberwolves as well. Who, which players stand out to you on the Timberwolves? And uh, what's your key switch? Uh, two players, man. Obviously, Anthony Edwards, man. He's box office, man. He's going to get his. 
He's definitely going to get his, man. He can score at a high volume. He's just a good young talent. I mean, Gobert's the second one. You know, he tends to stay in the paint. So, first key to victory. Let's really be on a game perimeter-wise. Let's bring him out of that paint. You know, because he, he tends to sit in that paint and defend. And now, nah, let's, let's, we've been shooting well from three-point, man. So, let's, let's open up the offense, shoot from three, bring him out of there, and then start attacking the basket, man. And maybe get him into foul trouble, man. But that's what I would do. Uh, two. Like I said, Anthony Edwards is going to get his, man. So challenge his supporting cast. You know, Mike Conley's not a guy who's going to pick up the offense flow, not in this stage in his career. Uh, Jay McDaniels, is, he's a solid young guy. And then Kyle Anderson at the four, he's, you know, not the most flashy guy, but you don't have, outside of Anthony Edwards, man, you don't have a type scorer that's really going to pick up the slack. If You know, you know what I'm saying? So I would definitely challenge the rest of the team to step up and help out Anthony Edwards. Because like I said, if you focus and try to double-team Anthony Edwards, it's going to lead open shooters, and then we always get ourselves in trouble, man. So, And then the third one, man, I would definitely say defense. Keep the defensive pressure, man. Keep this mind frame we have defensively. Man, when we play good defensively as a team, it's a beautiful thing to watch, man. You know, defensively, we have been better. Um, it's just consistency. I think that's the biggest – look, the key word for this season is consistency. I think – I feel like we've said that more than any other word, man, you know, just consistency. So I want to see – in your face attitudes tomorrow, man. You know, look, because Anthony Edwards can talk with him and Rudy Gobert can talk with him. You know, let's get some attitude and let's knock him out. Let's go into the All Star, All Star game or the All Star week with a, with a dub, man. Right. Um, yeah, Gobert. The last time we played, Porzingis put up forty one points against Gobert. It was definitely a mismatch for sure. Um, you gotta get. I would like to see if he's gardening. If he's guarding Porzingis, I think that's a mismatch. I just think it's it's, it's tough for Porzingis. I mean, for Gobert, who you know he's a slow for the big, um, struggles to get out there to the three point line. That's why Porzingis was was really cooking him the last game. Uh, but we'll see if he guards Gafford or not. Um, but other than Gobert, you know they don't really have many bigs. They got Nas Reed off the bench again, so I think you know they're a team that we can definitely um, get some buckets inside against them. Uh, right now, they are 11th in defensive rating. So they're a, they've been a solid defensive team so far. Opponent three-point percentage, they're ranked 23rd in that. So like you said, knocking down some threes. We have been better from the three-point line. Right now, we're 16th in three-point percentage. Um, that's a huge improvement for the Wizards for sure. Um, and right now, the the Timberwolves, they're, they're second in two-point percentage. That's probably because of Gobert. Um, and they allow a lot of free throws attempted. They're 30th in, in opponent free throws. Get to the free throw line, get down, get to the basket. Bradley Bill, Kyle Kuzma. Um, like last night, guys were getting to the basket, getting to get downhill. Um, and they're 28th in turnovers. They turn the ball over a lot. I don't know if Mike Conley will calm that down. I don't know if D'Angelo Russell was the guy turning the ball over a lot. They're fourth in pace as well, so get steals and deflections. So DeLon Wright, I want to see him be a pest, get some steals and deflections. They turn the ball over a lot. Let's see if we can conter- con- and convert those into fast break points and fast break buckets. So it's going to be an up-and-down game. They just gave up 121 points to the Mavs. So I think it's going to be another high-scoring game. Uh, we just had a, a pretty high scoring game with the Timberwolves. I mean, with the Maverick. I mean, with the um, Trailblazers, and the Warriors game was pretty high scoring as, as well. So we're going to have to get up and run up and down and uh, push the pace. Um, and they're 18th in points in, in the paint allowed, so they do give up a good amount of points in the paint for sure. So keys to victory: uh, rebounding, cut down on the turnovers. Let's force some turnovers. Let's run ball movement as well. Spread the ball. The solid three has to show up. And I do want to see some of the bench guys contribute. I do want to see Denny can have a bounce back game. Uh, and I do want to see if Corey Kisper can have a bounce back game. I don't want to see him guarding Anthony Edwards. So West Hansel Jr. should try his best not to put Corey Kisper. Now, I know the Timberwolves, they probably will look at the, the film, of course, and the scouting report and be like, hey, you know, Corey Kisper, he's struggling to, to, to guard people, which is what everybody sees right now. 
Um, so I would try my best to keep uh, <laughs> to keep Anthony Edwards off. Of, I mean, keep Corey Kispert off of Anthony Edwards, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what I got, man. If, if they play the way they, they played last night and can and have consistency, like you said, and be the solid three that they're supposed to be and turn into a big three, then I, I think they, they definitely have a good chance of winning this game. But it's going to be tough. It's in Minnesota. Uh, so what's your score prediction? Man, I'm with you. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I think we're going to win this game, man, because, I, like I said, Anthony Edwards is the biggest threat to me. And Gobert, like I said, slow-footed, I think our, our perimeter game is going to force him to try to trot out there and guard somebody. Um, man, that's a good one. Uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I'm going to say 135-125, Wizards. Okay. Um, I hate to say I got us losing this one. You know, oh, come on, hopefully. man. Yeah, no, hopefully they have the reverse jinx because every time we both pick them to win, they end up losing somehow. Right. Uh, so I, I got us losing this one. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring too, but I actually have it being in the 100 teens. I, I got us losing 117 to 112. I think it's going to be a really close game. I think Anthony Edwards, unfortunately, is going to have a pretty big game. Uh, he just had 32, so he'll probably have around around the same amount, really like 34, 35. But I think I think Bill's going to have a good game, and I think Porzingis is going to have a, have a solid game as well. Yeah, I do. I think the solid three is going to shine, man. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But, man, I mean, but I'm a backtrack because is it? Because, like I said, if you look at Minnesota, man, mm-hmm. I mean, they just they don't really, other than Anthony Edwards, scoring-wise, nobody really jumps out at me. Now, I know Nas Reed as a backup center, man. He's kind of undersized, but he can score a little bit. But nobody really jumps out at me as somebody who can really pick up the scoring punch on us, man. So I think that it might be more defensive than we think it is, but – no, I think this is a good chance for us to go into the All-Star weekend, man, or the All-Star week with some momentum, man, because I, th- I think it's a winnable game. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 it's probably because of the way they play. They just put up – they put up 143 against the Jazz on February 8th. Um, they put up 128 against the Nuggets on February 5th. So they are fourth in pace. So they're looking around. They put up 119 on the Warriors on February 1st. So, yeah, they don't have, like, a lot of guys that can, you know, score like Anthony Edwards on their roster, but – it's the style of play that they play with um, right now. And a good thing for it was we're 16th at three point percentage. So we really have moved up. So, uh, but I, I hope you're right. I hope we get this dub. I hope we come on tomorrow night. We can celebrate before the all-star break, uh, but we're going to wrap it up here. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Now make sure you make your second listen, the game to game podcast with the Locked On NBA network. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA. With local analysis that only Locked On can deliver, follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. So thank you guys for listening. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.